Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. All right, fans, joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. It's just uh, another month gone by. We've kind of, uh, in, in Pittsburgh, are starting to see some green grass after a pretty snowy month of February. And I know you didn't have that down in North Carolina. No snow, but a lot of rain. Yeah, I think the drought is over. Hey, uh, fans, our guest tonight includes some individuals from the Jennerstown Speedway, General Manager Billy Rebar, Casey Flegel, the 2020 Street Stock Champion, and Denny Morgan, the Director of Facilities at the Speedway. We also have Michelle Anton, the matriarch of 313 Motorsports, Leonardville Speedway General Manager Michael Isaacowski, Peach Culture Ground from the Hummingbird Speedway, and late model driver Clay Topman. I want to take a minute and talk a little bit about the passing of Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Rush worked at uh, Wixie from 71 to 72. His name was Jeff Christie, and he was a DJ, played top 40s music, pop rock like the Beatles. Uh, they fired him, told him he had no future in radio. He went to KQV, and they fired him. Uh, early on, Rush was fired seven or eight times. You know, I spent a lot of years at Wixie in the 80s, and kind of felt like I was working the same place that where they had a legend. Yeah, it just, uh, you know, you, you never, you always wondered, Don, who comes from the Pittsburgh market. And again, you know, Rush Limbaugh, just a, an iconic name. And it's, 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 for many people, it's, you know, we were saddened by the, uh, his passing. We want to welcome Mark Sanders from Hubbard, Ohio, and Doug Banda from Johnstown, PA, to the Rapping on Racing family. Don, for more than 10 years, the Longhorn Chassis has been a leader in race car chassis manufacturing. Founded and headed by NASCAR Hall of Famers Terry and Bobby Labonte, along with Justin Labonte, the Longhorn Chassis is a full-service late model supplier based in Trinity, North Carolina. Bobby Labonte signed a deal to compete in the Southern Modified Auto Racing Team's Tour. He'll be driving the 25 Modified. Last year, he filled in for the regular driver. He set the track record and finished fourth in the feature. Labonte will continue as a race analyst on Race Hub. Don, we had talked about Michelle Anton a little bit earlier, and her sister Christine posted on Facebook last week, Happy 56th anniversary to my sweet mama and my heavenly daddy. A love story like no other. We are so blessed to have parents that love each other so deeply, accept it in each other's faults, and encourage each other to succeed. That is one of racing's finest families. Always enjoy talking to them. Big smiles, friendly people, great for racing. Hey, uh, Bristol Motor Speedway will be the talk of the dirt racing world for the next two months since the concrete has been covered over with dirt and will be hosting their cars on the clay for the first time in over 20 years. The Bristol Dirt Nationals will be run March 15th through the 20th featuring seven divisions of racing. The Super Late Models, the 604 Late Models, the 602 Late Models, the UMP Modified, Sports Mods, Stock Cars, and the Hornets. 
I hear, Dawn, through a little bit of social media that there's over a thousand cars registered between those seven divisions. Well, it's an iconic place, and people want to be able to say, hey, I raced at Bristol. You know, along with the large numbers of car counts, the payout for the winners is also impressive. Super Lates, 50K, 604 Modifieds, 10K, 604 Late Models, 7,500, 602 Late Models, 5,000, Street Stocks, 5,000, Sports Modifieds, 5,000, and the Hornets, 5,000. Now, Hornets, a four-cylinder. Can you imagine getting five grand in a four-cylinder? Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be somebody's really big payday, and I, I think... All the cars that are there, a lot of them by, are invite by invitation, but again, a lot of racing there. And, and while we're talking about racing, NASCAR will take center stage on March 26th, 27th, and 28th with the Camping War Truck, truck Series and the Cup Series going to be running. They will be running heat races, and the Cup Series will be for their feature in the main event on Sunday. will be running segments of 75, 75, and 100 on the high bank double in the 250 or 250 lap event. Some of your thoughts. Well, I know that Travis called me. He was trying to hook up with the people at With Raceway because I guess the configuration there is similar uh, to Bristol, but they had snow on the track and that wouldn't work. So Joey ran some races at Volusia. Um, he got the uh, Hard Charger Award, started dead last, finished third in his heat race in uh, car number 15, and did a real nice job. And I think the, the, the plan there was get him on the dirt, see, get acclimated to it. I guess the only difference between that modified and his cup cars, he won't be able to see the front wheels. One of the things I was reading about, Joey, he, had, he did have that number 15 modified out uh, a few weeks ago down in Florida. I think they're going to bring it up to Bristol, and he's going to have an opportunity to run it again. Well, he's a good driver. I mean, he's focused. When he's in there, he's, he's up on the wheel, so that would be a smart move. The one thing that we talked about prior to the, uh, the broadcast this evening was the fact that with the cup cars, Normally on a on a given night you might have a fifty lapper or you know twenty five lapper on a weekly show on a special show with maybe the Outlaws or the Lucas Oil Series you have a hundred laps but you know the Cup cars are going to run two hundred and fifty laps it's going to be interesting how the surface holds up. Yeah, well I know they got some pretty smart people handling the track prep, but that's a lot of laps with a lot of cars. Well, we're talking about a lot of laps. Uh, I've I've heard some things. You've heard some things. Some of our locals are going to uh, venture down to the uh, you know Bristol Speedway. Uh, we know Cal Larson is going to be, or not Cal Larson. Cal Lucon is going to be there, and, and Stephen Sheltman, just to name a few. You know, Dave, as always, we want to thank our marketing partners. Number one, Cochrane Automotive, Alternative Power Sources, Jennerstein Speedway, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, and Toma Meat Market. And I want to thank you as co-host, along with our reporters, Howie Bayless, Lenny Baticki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, Mike Lisikowski, and Jim Zufall. Always special thanks to our senior engineers and technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Luzik, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. 
And folks, if you miss any of Monday's program, keep in mind you can go to RappinOnRacing.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days in a year. If you have Apple TV, you can also see the podcast on Apple TV. You know, Dave, our next uh, series of broadcasts will be in April where we're going back to weekly. So we're going to have a lot of good information, uh, driver interviews, a couple new segments that we can't uh, get into now. But one of them will focus on uh, the future stars of tomorrow. As always, Don, you know, I think it was, what, year 41 now with the Rapid on Racing. We, we try to bring our listeners uh, the most current and updated things. And we, we all, as always, was, you, we encourage you all to reach out to us. And you can ra- reach out to us at rapidonracing at gmail.com. And we appreciate your thoughts and comments. Don, it, it looks like. Uh, Mother Nature's cooperated. We're starting to head towards spring. I'm looking forward to uh, getting through March and into April when we uh, have our regular scheduled for episodes per each week. So, Don, I'm enjoying my here time in Pittsburgh. I know you're doing a lot better in Pittsburgh. As always, it's good to talk. It's good to talk to you. Weather's been pretty decent down here, except for the rain. But you don't have to shovel rain, so I'm not complaining. Well, Dave, I want to thank you for being with us. You have a nice evening. You do the same as well, Don. This is the banker Bob Thought for the March 2021 off-season show. If you expect nothing from people, you're never going to be disappointed. This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex is located in the scenic Laurel Mountains of Somerset County, Pennsylvania, in the town of Jennerstown, at the intersections of Route 30 and Route 985. Experience the thrill of Jennerstown Speedway with its 550 feet of 6-degree straightaways and over 700 feet of 9-degree sweeping corners. Jennerstown Speedway serves as the host for five divisions of weekly racing series every Saturday evening from May to September. Weekly divisions include late models, modifieds, street stocks, charger, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include IMSA Super Modifieds, Super Cup Stock Car Series, the Race of Champions Modifieds, Spectator Gates open at 4 p.m. with racing starting at 6 p.m., allowing for even the youngest fans the opportunity to experience the entire action-packed show. 
The ownership and staff of the Jennerstown Speedway Complex take great pride in providing fun and affordable family entertainment. At the completion of each weekly event, everyone in attendance is invited into the pit area to meet their favorite drivers and see the cars up close and in person. For upcoming events and special promotions, you can visit Jennerstown.org or follow them on Facebook. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. All right, fans, joining us now is Billy Rebar from Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, how are you this evening? Doing well, Don. Thanks for having me on the show. You know, there's a lot of things coming up. Uh, this is our March show in April. We're going to go regular weekly. And uh, with April, I'm seeing uh, the 17th and the 24th for practice days. Now, I think everybody knows what practice day means, but what are the preparations by your staff to get ready for a practice day? Well, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes on and off the racetrack. And, you know, it goes from getting your uh, food and health license updated to updating our uh, liquor license and sales, make sure all our staff certified. So, you know, it's a racetrack, but it's a full-blown restaurant facility. So there's a lot of things that go on. And as far as for the racers goes, you know, you hear us talk about on the show about, registering pit stalls you know we're having probably the best problem you could ever have at jennerstown speedway this year is trying to find everybody a pit stall to use uh there are that many cars registered i got another call here just this evening from Corey casagrande from connecticut who's come down to run the masters the last couple years Corey's actually purchased a motor to come race with us maybe three or four times this year before the masters he wants that motor mount masters so bad he actually went and bought an engine to come race at Jennerstown. So how exciting is that? And we're not even at practice day. I love it. Other That's... things? Oh, it's just thrilling, Dawn. I mean, the hair on my neck stands up. We have 29 Martellus Pharmacy late models registered for this season, and that doesn't count talking to guys like Corey and some of the other uh, gentlemen that we've reached out to us that are looking to come in to race with us. So there's a lot of suspense building a lot of excitement building and, and with that comes a lot of responsibility so you know other things getting the facility ready to go um we're working on getting the lights installed that we've talked about the brand new musco led lighting and then the biggest thing that happens right before practice day is tire sales uh last season we got started a little late obviously with the covid and things and we uh, had a tire sales, and it was the most single-day tire sales we had in the last six years. And now I'm telling you we're going to have almost probably one and a half times the cars we had last year. Um, we might have to get an extra tractor-trailer in there just to sell tires. So there's so many things to prepare for, to get ready for, and uh, can't overlook any one of it because each each one's a brick in the foundation, and without the brick, the foundation crumbles. So. We're really, really busy here at the Jennerstown Speedway. Well, our next segment, I have Denny Morgan on, and he told me it takes one and a half to two days just to cut the grass. Oh, it's it's an immense facility, Don. That's, you know, that everyone, when we first got it, the name was Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Like, why the heck you got Jennerstown Speedway Complex? Why you need Complex? Well, that's what it is. Uh, you know, we are very fortunate at Jennerstown Speedway. We have public sewage. You have to deal with grinder pumps and, you know, Denny Morgan, who's my director of facility and maintenance, I always say it's his racetrack and he just lets me work there because <laughs> those nice. guys, I have a, I got a professional electrician, I got a plumber, I have a person for each job that, you know, there's 
jack of all trade, master of none, but they're all retired. They do an amazing job. I couldn't do it without them. So there's so much that goes on to get this place ready. Uh, it's like a duck on a water on Saturday nights, and it's just like that before the season starts. You know, I want to talk about your advertising options, but before we do that, you have a knack of uh, treating your marketing partners uh, very well, and hence they come back on a regular basis. I'll give you an example. Last year, after one of the Martellus Pharmacy Nights, I was uh, done on the track, and I saw a group that had been up in the box, and I went to this gentleman and said, would you like to do an interview? He said, no, you ought to talk to the boss, and he uh, pointed to Kathleen, and we did a nice interview, and she was just bubbling over with enthusiasm because of the way they were treated. I mean, little things, like one of the things that fascinates me, uh, in Victory Lane, you have a little vehicle that pulls out this big banner for, you know, your your sponsors, and it's right behind all the photographs. All those little things mean a lot. Yeah, you know, there's the old saying, there's no us without you, and that couldn't be truer. There would be no Jennerstown Speedway Complex without our amazing sponsors. And uh, the Martellus family, both Kathleen and Jackie, They've been with us from the start since this ownership group took over. And, you know, they're community-based. They they just support the community, and they see the value of advertising at the Speedway for their patrons, employees, and same thing with the Somerset Trust Company and all the way down through Farmers Union Co-op, uh, Ron's Collision Center, uh, Stoystown Auto Wreckers. And for the new post-doc division, Don, I don't know if we announced this last month or not, but uh, – one Stop Auto in Somerset has come on to be the official divisional sponsor of the new 602 Pro Stock class. So all six divisions are sponsored for this year. Um, it, it, there's just so much that goes into this, and we try to give back as much as we can as a Speedway, but you know it would not happen without these amazing sponsors. And since we're talking about sponsors, we have a huge array of sponsorship opportunities that can fit anybody's budget. You could be the guy that just cuts grass in the local community all the way up to the major corporations. We have corporate outings. We do catering packages. Uh, we have the typical billboards. We have front stretch signs. We have a way that will fit anybody's market no matter what you do. Um, you know, obviously, I have a full-time job as teaching school, so we were very fortunate. We actually hired a couple gentlemen to be out on the road to help sell advertising. One that you're extremely familiar with is our buddy Benji, the photographer at the Speedway. Um, Benji's recently retired from Stoystown Auto Records, so he's doing some freelance work for us, being a, a marketing manager, and he's doing extremely well. Um, you know, Benji actually won Sportsman of the Year at our banquet, and He's so underappreciated of everything he does, not just for the racetrack, the racers and the racing community, uh, being there every Saturday night, donating his time, flipping burgers when he has to. And, you know, he's just a natural at this. He's been in the community for so long. I mean, he's just, he called me today, sold two more billboards. I mean, we might have to put more billboards up at the Jennerstown Speedway because of what's going on. Um, and for, if there's anyone out there that's looking to advertise, you know, this past year with COVID, the numbers were down a little bit. We had a lot of events, camps, and things. But on a typical season, Don, we're putting over 100,000 patrons and fans and racers through our gates. So where can you go and advertise for a three-, four-hour captive audience inside of that kind of people? So 
we're very proud in our facility. We're very proud of our sponsors, and we take a lot of pride in giving back to them so they feel like they get their money's worth. Well, and you're doing it. You're doing an excellent job. That's why they keep coming back. Um, let's talk a little bit about the modifieds. Uh, you, you had indicated you had some information there. Yes. Yeah, so Memorial Day weekend, uh, May 29th, we will have the NASCAR Willow Modified Tour returning to Jennerstown Speedway Complex. This is actually a lease deal, uh, Josh, with JDV Productions, who used to be a promoter of a racetrack in the Northeast, a very successful businessman, loves racing, approached us about if we'd be interested in leasing the Speedway. And he's actually doing three leases this year. He's doing one to Lancaster Speedway in New York, uh, Jennerstown Speedway, and I believe the other one might be Stafford. I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember off the top of my head, but... We've really partnered up with him. He brings a plethora of knowledge to Speedway. He, he knows how to market these large-scale events. Uh, and, and one of the coolest things, Don, and I wanted to mention this on the show, is he has partnered with a local veterans organization who we currently work with at Speedway, which is Operation Vet Now. And the gentleman that's taking the lead role on this name is Tony Aubrey, and he's from the North Huntington area. I got the privilege of meeting Tony last year. And I could just tell this gentleman's heart was in the right place. He has an amazing organization that creates awareness uh, of veterans that come back, that PTSD, uh, suicide awareness, helps they need. And he also works very closely with Gold Star families. And those are those who have lost loved ones in that, you know, action or combat. And Tony, when I approached him about this opportunity to work with Josh and his crew, he just hit the ground running. And, uh, Josh has such great ideas to honor these veterans. Uh, every Will and Modified Tour car that is on site that day will carry the name of a fallen veteran on their car, local to southwestern Pennsylvania. Uh, Tony has a you know award-winning color guard that's going to be present that day that are all veterans. He can have national anthem singers. Um, there's some things that we can't announce yet that we will in the upcoming months here in April that he nailed down today that literally gives you goosebumps what he is bringing to the the event uh, on May 29th to really honor the veterans and everyone that has sacrificed. And we can't thank his organization, Operation Vet Now, enough and Tony for what he's doing and for showing his appreciation. Josh and his crew at JDV Productions is willing to donate one dollar of every ticket sold for the Jennerstown race to Operation Vet Now. So the partnerships that we're developing at the Speedway, not just locally, I mean, this gentleman's eight, ten hours away, is just unreal. And uh, we're hoping here in the next week or so have some really big press announcements about those couple things that I can't allude to, but really, really great things happening uh, for a lot of good reasons. As long as the scoops are unwrapping on racing, I can wait until you're ready. Yeah, we try to debut and break all the news we can on here. And, you know, Don, you're great for the Speedway. You're great for racing in general. And I'm not going to laugh. I love it when I get text messages on Monday nights or Tuesday mornings. Hey, I didn't know this. Hey, I heard this. So I think our uh, fan base is steadily growing more and more and more. So it's great. For sure. Well, uh, we're coming up on a commercial. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? I can't wait for April to get here. Practice day is coming, and then I get to do a weekly report with you. So what more can you ask for? Life is good. Well, I want to thank you for being with us tonight. You have a nice evening. You do the same, Don. Thank you. This portion of Rapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. 
For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Batiki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. Welcome back to PRN's At the Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Now, you may have seen him run at uh, dirt tracks. You may have seen him run in, in iRacing. But uh, he is now, let me introduce this just right, the 2020 Street Stock track champion from Jennerstown Speedway. How's that sound, Casey Flegel? Congratulations on that uh, big championship, and welcome to our show. What's it like being the street stock champion of J-Town? Oh, thanks, buddy. It's a pleasure to be on. Uh, It feels good. Uh, I've done a lot of racing, like you said, over the years, you know, between the dirt and the asphalt and different classes and different cars, and the championship always eluded me, and uh, this year we were lucky enough. We focused on one car, focused on one track, and uh, honestly, we had a we had an awesome year. In April, I didn't think that we were going to get to race with the COVID, uh, but Jennerstown Speedway and the owners and the officials and everybody there went above and beyond um, to get that track open and give us a place to race this year, and if it wasn't for them guys, you know, Billy Rebar and John and Richard and Larry, Mike Bellardi, uh, we and all the other officials, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't have had a place to race. So I wouldn't, you know, it might have been another year till I got a championship. So I, w- I definitely want to 
thank them first and foremost for uh, giving us giving me the opportunity to race for a championship. Absolutely. Casey Flegel on the ProFabrication.com hotline. ProFabrication headers, exhaust, all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. Quality that wins. So, Casey, uh, you know, a season uh, up and down with uh, the COVID, like you said, but on the track. Uh, do you remember one night that what you think, man, this night was the one that changed it for us and got me this championship? Do you look back and, and say, which one was that? Uh, can, you know, can you tell us about that race? Um, honestly, it was so close with Aaron all year. I mean, the, for the first five races, we went back and forth between one one of us being up four or being tied. Um, I knew that it was going to be a tight battle, tight, close battle all year. Um, the third, when I, when I got the, when I won the three in a row, well, I won, I won one and then we were off for a few weeks and then I won two in a row, but it would actually have been three, but mm-hmm. we were off. Sure. I knew once, I knew once I was able to, uh, get lucky enough to capitalize on winning in a row that that definitely took some of the pressure off, but at the end of the day, man, you still got to have you still got to be lucky, and you still got to have a good run, you know. Because whenever you're battling that tight, you know, if I'd had a tire go down or something, you know, get get out there, get a lap down, or you know, get to where mm-hmm. I, if I get caught up in a wreck or something, can't finish the race. I mean, your championship's out the window at that point. You certainly learned how to do it and got it done. Casey Flegel, the Street Stock Champion from Jennerstown Speedway, joining us on the ProFabrication.com hotline. What what did you uh, transfer over from not only dirt racing, but I saw that you've dabbled a little bit in iRacing, you know, to transfer over into the seat of your street stock that you run on the pavement track there at J-Town. What skills do you think those helped you with? Um, the dirt track definitely helped um, because everybody will tell you loose is fast, and that's definitely true. Um and when you're running on dirt, you know, you're always loose because you're always sliding. So I think, you know, being that I come from the dirt background, I mean, I run a super late model on the dirt, you know, 800 horsepower on a 2,250 pound car. Whenever I, you know, now I'm running 380 horsepower in a 3,200 pound car, you know, once you, once you went that fast in something else, it kind of, when you get when you get in something slower, it's like people that shoot pool say. You know, <laughs> if you get used to shooting on a nine foot pool table, when you get down to a seven footer, you play it a lot better because you're used to shooting on a bigger one. I think I think that really plays in a lot to uh, you know being able to run good every week and uh, succeed on the pavement. Wow, Casey Flegel got it uh, covered not only uh, on the track on the dirt track, but uh, cool hand Luke. Watch out. Casey even could uh, talk the pool table language as well. That's really cool. Hey, how about um, 113? You don't usually see three uh, numbers on race cars every now and then. Uh, Why do you uh, pick 113? What made that special for you? Well, when I first started um, in the four-cylinder, I was 13C. Um, There was just so many guys that run 13 uh, that it was like you, you you had to have a letter. (laughs) <laughs> so then I bought another car, and uh, it was already lettered up, and it was number 68. So I ran that car the rest of the season, and then whenever I painted it over winter, we were there, and I was talking about my number, and I said, I don't want to run a letter, but I want to be 13. And a friend of mine says, well, why don't you just make it 113? I said, yeah, I like that. So I, I made it 113, and it just stuck. Wow. 113 on his door, number one on the uh, Street Stock Championship at Jennerstown for 2020. Casey Flegel on the Pro Fabrication 
Facebook.com hotline. So as you were coming up, you know, uh, you, you've ran the, the different uh, styles, the pavement, the dirt and such. Uh, who were your racing heroes? Who was uh, when you were a little rascal coming up? Uh, you know, were you were you over at Heidelberg uh, or where? You know, who was your your heroes? Um, whenever I was growing up, we always we went to Thunder Valley mm. um, over in Central City. My grandfather took me there. From the time I was a little kid, I think I only missed about 10 races at Thunder Valley the entire time that that track was operating. Uh, so I was there every week. I, in the late models, I liked Scott Hawes and Scott Rhodes. Uh, always liked, I always enjoyed watching Mooch Cornell and uh, Jimmy Saylor running the street stocks. But uh, as far as the pavement, I didn't really know that much. But my Uncle Barry, well, Barry Audie's my uncle for anybody who didn't know that. So... I, uh, I've been a Barry Audi fan since I was a little kid. You know, my mom and dad took us to Jennerstown every time that they could. Uh, I never got to see Barry run on the dirt cause it's been pavement as long as I've been around. But, uh, yeah, I just look up to them guys. And then Barry, I started crewing for Barry and helping him out. And then I started racing on my own and they were always on me about, why don't you try the pavement? Why don't you try the pavement? And so one day I finally decided, well, I'm going to do it. And, I took a four cylinder over there and I looked like my car looked like a monster truck compared to everybody else. I mean, it was, you know, it was set sure. up for running dirt. It was up in the air. So it didn't get, you know, well, dragging the mud and everything else. And, hey, hey, we got to leave it there. Our time is out, but that's a hilarious story. And if you're kin to Barry Audi and you are in great family there, he is one of the best. And so is the 2020 street stock champion from Jennerstown Speedway. Our guest, Casey Flegel. Thanks for joining us. Fans will be right back. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts May the 1st with our five weekly divisions. The Rush Dirt Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Young Guns, and the Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, Thunder in the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. 
And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, folks, joining us now is Denny Morgan from Jennerstown Speedway. And people are probably wondering, what does he drive? Or does he build engines? Well, actually, it's more important that uh, Denny is the Director of Facility Maintenance. Denny, welcome to Rapping on Racing. Thank you, Don. Nice to be here. I think a lot of the fans, they just assume that the management at the track, Saturday, they get there early, open the gates, you know, get the food, the tickets, whatever, set up. And then after the races, they close the gates, someone comes in and sweeps up, and that's it. But I got a a suspicion that you and your team is probably at the track five or six days a week. What's your typical schedule at Jennerstown Speedway? Oh, it's actually it's seven days a week. Uh, ironically, our time off is when the cars are actually on the track racing. The yeah. rest of the time, we're usually doing something, repairing something or tree planting something. But uh, typically, uh, our weekday starts Sunday morning. We like to get the pits cleaned up because uh, our track is situated in town, not unlike Bedford. So we want to try to make the place look good. Uh, the owners are aware of that. They uh, advocate for that. So you have Route 30 on one side and uh, 985 on the other. So we get a lot of traffic going by there, and it's important for us to keep the track looking good. A little bit of work Sunday morning and Monday morning, uh, weather permitting, of course, everything. We start up with cleanup. Cleanup first, and then we move to the track. A couple of us will go to the track, and I'll name some names later. But uh, we'd like to have the track prepped and ready for any rentals by Monday afternoon. Right. right. Uh, in the meantime, uh, a couple of the other guys will be working on inventory count. Uh, we have the VIP area to clean up, the Vista areas to clean up, uh, and then, of course, the parking lots. So uh, full day on Monday, Tuesday back at it from what we couldn't get on uh, Monday. Uh, there's always a couple of things. Uh, the owners are always improving somewhere along the line, so we try to squeeze those in. Uh, we actually take care of the billboards, too. Uh, I made a note uh to let everyone know that basically everything we do not work with is three-phase electric. We've tried to leave that up to the pros, but uh, we pretty much cover everything else. Um, we try to get Thursday and Friday in as mo days. Uh, there's been a lot of work done to the parking areas with aggregate uh, as a convenience for our customers, um, which has cut down on some of our mo time, which is good because our equipment inventory has greatly increased. We probably have 15 wheel vehicles mechanized that we have to service weekly also in, uh, in preparation for Saturday night. So we have a full schedule all week. How many guys, two days to mow the grass, how many guys does it take? Because there's a lot of grass. <laughs> yeah. Well, we usually schedule two days, again, getting back to the aggregate, addition of the aggregates. Uh, we can get it probably with two mowers, one gang mower, and one smaller one, we get it done in about a day and a half, and that's kicking. That's not stopping for much. What happens if the weather's bad? How does that, that's got to have a uh, terrible effect on the motor. Well, that's, that's where uh, Mike Blardy and, uh, and Billy Rebar come in and myself. We work with each other because if it's going to rain Thursday and Friday, we'll start mowing Wednesday. Uh, last case scenario would be Saturday morning to knock some stuff out, maybe save the infield around the pits, the apron and that. Uh, so you're, the weather dictates a great deal of what you do. Uh, uh, one point in case would be those billboard signs are actually 30 by 10 feet. 
and you've got to hoist them up in the air manually. So you can guess how where you would end up with a 20-mile-an-hour uh, wind out of the west. We could probably end up hanging them on Bedford Speedway. <laughs> You'd be over at the Dairy Queen <laughs> before yeah, you realize. <laughs> it has to do with the weather and coordination. If Mike has a rental on Tuesday afternoon, we'll try to schedule any billboard work uh, Tuesday morning or Wednesday. So there's quite a bit of coordination that goes on in that regard. Fans, we're talking to Denny Morgan, and he's the director of facility maintenance at the Jennerstown Speedway. Now, you weren't always doing that. I understand you were uh, a fan for many, many years uh, until you retired, but then you also spent some time pit crewing for uh, Barry Audi. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your time with Barry. Well, I was very fortunate uh uh, we went to the same school together. I've always been a fan of his. Watched him race from the time he started over here and uh, worked my way into uh, being able to run the jack for him. At that time, uh, Jennerstown was closed. We were racing mainly at uh, Motodrome. And he gave me the opportunity to do that uh, little bit of work for him, which uh, which greatly improved my knowledge on uh, the race cars and race car setup. But, uh, yeah, I've had the bug for quite a long time. Uh, I moved into town here. I live right adjacent to the track back in 1984 so from that point on i've been uh, been involved in racing one way or another with the track were you able to sit on your porch or your roof or something and watch the races <laughs> actually I, I remodeled the house and built an enclosed deck on the back so i could watch it from <laughs> um, my elevation is high enough that i can see pretty much all the track from my back deck yeah Sounds like a plan now how did you first get involved i, I understand that the uh the original owners uh, hired you, and then uh, the new team uh, inherited you. Yeah, back in, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was 2014 or 15 when the uh, first group took over the track. I went over and I told them, hey, listen, I'm really interested in uh, helping you out with the maintenance on this. I want to see this operation go. Big fan, that sort of thing. They gave me the opportunity to do that, and... Uh, and they worked really hard. Uh, my hat's off to them. They did a great deal of work, and the owners will tell you that. It just unfortunately didn't work out for them. And fortunate for the fans, myself, and the drivers that uh, the Gang of Six came in and took over. And uh, as I said, they kind of inherited me with the track. And I would bring, uh, was able to bring on a couple of more fellas, and uh, it kind of snowballed from there. Let's talk about your crew, uh, the guys that... Uh or under your supervision? Yeah, I have uh, been very fortunate to allow these guys to work with me because they're a really, really talented bunch of guys. Um, George Stope is uh, our HVAC and plumbing guy. He came on with me the second year. Nick Snitzer is electrical and carpentry and takes care of inventory in the VIP area. Uh, Jimmy Bronyok has been off and on over there, paint specialist for uh, structural and track. And last year, we were able to bring on a gentleman named Warren Ginner, who's also, ironically, the safety response crew, on the safety response crew with the Jennerstown Fire Department. So he spends definitely spends seven days a week over there. And, uh, and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Mikey Hemminger, Hollywood Hemminger, a late model driver. He does a great deal of our excavation and grading over there. So... There's uh, six of us that uh, are hands-on over there at any given time. So it takes this team just to get the track ready, and then 
after the races, get it ready for the following week. And like I said, most fans have no concept of that. One of the things that transpired a couple of years ago that I thought was brilliant was the new gate uh, at the end of the front straightaway. So when people want to go in the pits, you don't have two or 3,000 people trying to fit through something the size of a man door, and they can go up there and come in in large right. numbers because sometimes the after-racing festivities are the highlight of the night where people get together, have a beer, maybe have a cookout, say hi to their friends, whatever. Uh, when was that gate put in? Do you remember? Yeah, that was three years ago, uh, and that was a twofold operation. One was because... If you remember, the steps down at the flag stand was the only access point to the track, say, after a win or some picture-taking issues. Uh, that all serves as a handicap ramp to get down there, too. So a two-fold operation there. It was brilliant whenever that idea came up. And you know, uh, that was the owners. Those guys were always coming up with it. And Billy Rebar, those guys come up with the greatest ideas. Uh, and, of course, we have new lighting coming in this year. I've seen the prototypes for the behind the grandstands, uh, shuttered lights, LEDs, um, and it's my understanding. I don't want to let any secrets out that I shouldn't, but my understanding the uh, it's in the works for new lighting for the infield. Uh, they're going to probably eliminate sixty to seventy percent of the poles that are around the uh, track on the infield now with new LED lighting. That's one. Fingers crossed. Uh, fans, as I, as I said, we're talking to Denny Morgan. He's the director of facilities and maintenance there. Now, you have three children, and you got four grandchildren. Are they race fans, and did you indoctrinate them early? <laughs> uh, funny story about that. My daughter, uh, with my, two of my grandchildren, uh, live, live near Watkins Glen in New York. And uh, as soon as they could walk, I was taking them up battery-powered cars that they could operate. And... Uh, after about the third one, she pulled me aside and said, Dad, we love you, but uh, I said, okay, I get the message. <laughs> <laughs> A subtle hint, right? Yeah. Well, um, we're coming up on a commercial. Any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to add? Uh, just that um, I'm uh, really, really glad to be a part of this. I mean, the driver's... Uh, do such a wonderful job and it's thankless you know you said yourself earlier that a lot of the fans and customers who come to see this don't see the nuts and bolts that goes on in the backside but from being on a actual operation a racing operation with the 75 car that's an all day or an all week job i know barry's in the garage every night of the week uh, these guys work really hard and uh, and they do it all out of the compassion for the sport so that's why we do what we do well, you know, it's a tribute to you and your team, as well as the owners, if a fan comes in and they don't see any of these things you're doing, because then it means you're doing it right. Yeah, uh, I guess you could say no news is good news, right? Right, right. I'd rather not hear any compliments as opposed to hearing, hey, something's wrong here or something's wrong there. Well, Denny Morgan, I'm looking forward to meeting you face-to-face, -face, putting a name uh, with the face when I get up there for the beginning of the season. I want to thank you for being with us and congratulate you and your team on an outstanding job. Well, we appreciate that very much, and I want to thank you for having me on the show. You have a and, nice seat. Uh, I want to give, Go ahead. give a shout-out to the owners. Uh, we're very fortunate, uh, all of us that work there, that uh, – 
they come and ask us, what can we do for you? And that's a rarity in today's society. So I want to thank those guys for the uh, sacrifice they made and the uh, chance they took to open this place back up. Well, thank you, and you have a nice evening. All right, sir. You too. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Stars, IndyCar, IHRA, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, NHRA, Rush, USAC, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, and listeners' emails. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Quite frankly, there's no other program like it on the air today. Rapid on Racing. Why not be a part of the weekly action? And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, joining us now is Michelle Anton. And Jim Zufall gave you the nickname, the matriarch of 313 Motorsports. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you filling this format. And Jim's also the one that suggested we do an interview because I've said it so many times, people are tired of hearing it. When you have a team, if the mom, the wife, the girlfriend, the sister, if they're part of this, everything's going to run smooth. And if I had a nickel for every time I gave a driver a form to fill out and didn't get it back, I'd be very wealthy. So what I finally have decided is to find a lady on the team and give it to them, and I get it right away, like in your case. So Absolutely. Yeah. Now you've. Uh, I guess your job in racing is track mom, and that's a that's a pretty nice job. And mm-hmm. You've been involved for about seven years, but uh, that wasn't the beginning of your involvement in racing. Let's talk about how you and Tom got the bug. How we started, like going to races. Tom and I started. We would go to a motor drone 
back when their kids were babies, even when even before we had babies, we'd go watch racing. Tom's niece would sing the national anthem, uh, and we would go and watch, and we would love every Friday night we'd be in the stands. And then when Ben was born, he'd be on Tom's lap watching, and then progressively we would just started every Friday night. We'd be there with the kids, and then it was always Tom's dream to be out there on the track. Well, now, while well, Ben's currently at uh, college, but uh, very involved as a driver, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, Ella mm-hmm. now is working, uh, doing uh, uh, track photography. She is. Yeah, she is. Um, she has been for a couple years now out at PPMS. She is doing photography out there and loving it. Uh, she did it just part-time this past year. She had shoulder surgery, had a hard time doing it, but she's in full action Hopefully, if we hopefully the season for this year, and she loves it. She's yeah, she's learning and beautiful shots every time. You know, Lynn Geiser told me twenty years ago. He said, "Can you imagine just regular people if they had a situation where the kids couldn't wait until the weekend to be with mom and dad? I mean, how great is that?" Absolutely. Yeah, we're there together, all of us, all the time, and I wouldn't want it any other way. I love it. You said if you couldn't go racing, you'd go on vacation. I don't see that in the very near future. <laughs> what do you think? No. No. It's been, it just came up in our memories. The last time we were on vacation was the Daytona 500 three years ago. <laughs> and we really need a vacation. But uh, one day. Most Memorial Night was my birthday back in 2019, just a couple years ago. My dad, um, who was the greatest man to walk this earth, uh, was very, very sick. He had cancer, and we knew it was close. And so I um, sent a message over to the Miley's, and I asked, hey, do you think that if I can get him there, do you think that we can, um, I can get him onto the track, or we can just, if I can get him back to the races one last time, um, is there any way that we can get him onto the track because it was autograph night that night. And absolutely, um, Matt got back to us right away and said, absolutely. So um, it was July, and it was autograph night, and sure enough, the the Super Snuffers came up to turn one, and we had him in my car and turn one, sitting and watching, and they came up and scooped him up, had to pick him up, <laughs> and they scooped him up and put him in the 4x4, four, four and they flew him around the track, and they got him out, and they put him, plopped him right on top of Ben's car. And um, Rob went around and got all the drivers signed T-shirts and cards, and had all these things. Everyone came by and just loved on him and treated him like he was a king. And I just sat back literally just up against the fence and just cried the entire time and watching Ben lit up. And my dad said it was the best night of his entire life. And at the end of the autograph night, we got back up to turn one and uh, Ben won his heat race. And my dad was standing and yelling and screaming as he won. And um, it was so exciting, but he ended up crashing out in the feature, which I didn't even care. <laughs> I was so excited to see my dad see him win the heat race. 
And, um, and the way home, he just held my hand and said that was the best night of his entire life. And, um, yeah, he passed away just a month later. So that was while we still go down my favorite night ever. What a special night for Dad. I was so thankful for, for the snuffers. They, they, they treated him. It was the, one of the best nights of my life. Yeah. A very special night for Dad. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. let's go into your most embarrassing moment in racing. <laughs> that is funny. Um, ben started racing. He was 15 um, back in the Young Guns. And um, it was towards the end of the season, August. It was his birthday weekend. So he's turning 16. We planned this big party on Sunday. And I have, had never missed a race. But if you know me, I'm a bit of a planner. And so I was getting a little stressed out for this party. So I said, you know what? I'll take the night off at the races and I could cook all the food, get the house all clean, get everything all ready for this big party. Well, he went and, and won the, his first race that night. I was like, oh gosh. I got a call from, he called me from um, Victory Lane. I won, I won, I won. I'm crying. Oh, what did <laughs> I couldn't believe I missed it. Um, so I got there the next week, and Bobby Neal stopped me. He's like, uh-uh-uh, you're not allowed here. You're bad luck now. You weren't here last week. And I said, no, 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 I'm coming. No, no, no. And sure enough, he won that week, too. So Bobby said I was allowed to come back. That <laughs> wasn't bad luck. Now, you have... Uh, that was embarrassing. You have some favorite drivers. Obviously, we're going to eliminate uh, your son and your husband. But uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about Stephen Sheltman. He's almost <laughs> like family. Yeah, he calls himself his um, my stepson. Yeah, he's he's our other kid who lives here. He's oh uh, yeah, he's like the Sheltmans are family to us. A great kid and a champion. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Absolutely. How did you guys pick your number? How we pick our number? Yeah. Um, Tom is the sixty four. And Ben is the 13. Um, it's a story that um, goes back to uh, Tom's brother. Uh, his name was Harry. And Harry um, was Tom's favorite person in the world. And um, Harry was born in 1964. And um, so that's what Tom picked the 64. And then Harry passed away um, of lung cancer. And in 2013, and so the day that he got to go to heaven um, is Ben picked the 13. So it was the, to honor the life of their favorite person, uh, the 64 and the 13, and all the years in between. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Michelle Anton, the one that kind of keeps the entire team going. We're going to call her the mat- matriarch of <laughs> 313 Motorsports. Okay, uh People, what do people think of you? Uh, girly? Uh, some people try. People think that I could be, but um, I'm not. Uh, we have a family business, and I, I'm engrossed in engine parts and, and engines all day long. So I kind of talk about that kind of stuff. And, and usually when we're at the track, I'm the the lone pit crew for almost the entire backstretch of guys. Um, I'm the one running around and making sure everyone's nuts are up, making sure their pit pins are done. Make, uh, 
getting everybody out on the track. Um, usually it's either me or Christina, uh, and that's it. <laughs> and it's us. We're changing tires. We're dirty. We're running around. And, yeah, we're more than just sit there taking pictures. So a, a girly girl wouldn't fit. The, there wouldn't be the title for you on race night at the track. <laughs> Not on race night, no. What are some of the goals for the team? Our goals for the team is if we're really, um, really hoping Ben gets in victory lane this year in his hobby stock. Um, that's he has been paying his dues that in his last his three seasons in hobbies. Uh, he built his car from ground up himself. He took a welding class at tech school when he was in high school. Uh, to learn how to weld so that he can build his own car himself. And um, so now he's in college learning how to do the rest of it. And uh, so he's really, he wants to, he wants to win his way. He wants to, he wants to get there. And he's inching by inching, a lot of second places last year, a lot of second places. Um, But we're hoping this year he gets in victory lane and then, Hopefully, in the future, um, head into some racing, making racing his career. Where did he go to tech school? He went to um, um, Steel Center for Tech here in Jefferson Hill. Yeah, I, uh, when I was at Indiana University, one of my responsibilities was we trained the teachers in the tech schools. And I'm sure it's been a lot of years, but I'm sure his welding teacher was one of my students. Um, his welding teacher was is Mr. T. Mr. T, I forget his big name, but they call him Mr. T. And fun fact is his welding teacher taught Martin Truex how to weld over in New Jersey. Wow. How about that? I know. Well, isn't that right? So he had, two, cool? he had two famous students, Martin Truex and your he son. Was. Cool. And Ben Anton. Who knew? Let's mm-hmm. talk about UNOH. Yes, sir. UNOH is where Ben is currently attending. He's there now. Um, just drove back yesterday. And um, it was his lifelong dream to go there since he uh, started going to races and see their big trailers everywhere uh, when he was little. And he's, he's second year now in the high-performance motorsports um, program. And he's loving every moment of it. Uh, he was... Uh, on the race team last year. He was able to uh, make it onto the team last year. He was only able to be about a couple months into the building processes when COVID shut the world down. Um, They're only just starting back up this year. So we're hoping they have a season out there where he can really um, get into the big picture of racing, of traveling and building cars and where he wants to be. Um, it's a, it's an amazing, amazing school. He's loving every moment out there. Well, based on his work ethic and his attitude and his skills, I mm-hmm. think he'll he'll go places there. Uh, fans, we're talking to Michelle Anton, the matriarch of 313 Motorsports. Now, I'm sure one of your responsibilities is kind to make sure that the sponsors, uh, they're, uh, they're all on the same page. They're in the loop. They know what's going on. So let's take a minute and thank some of your sponsors. Ah, uh, our sponsors, uh, Jefferson Hills Lawn Equipment, of course, 
a store, our store, uh, Ride Automotive, uh, uh, Romans Landscaping, Cheplick Packing, Army's Transmission, B-Mark School of Driving. Um, uh, are you still with Large Contracting? Oh, and Large Contracting. I knew there was one more. That's net. Yes, sir. Very good. Now, how about the the pit crew? Now, you mentioned that you're kind of like in charge, but uh, the backstretch, <laughs> yeah. uh, OG crew. The backstretch. Yeah. The original OG backstretch. We call ourselves the backstretch boys, <laughs> the backstretch guys. There's um, the outlaws, the backstretch outlaws. They have a lot of little uh, names for themselves, those boys in the back. They, um, they're they like a little family back there. Those guys are a lot of fun. They have really taken Ben and under their wings. They're just a really fun group. They end up here, even the winter, they're even here pretty much every Saturday night eating and hanging out and causing a ruckus at our house. Um, but it's um, the Sheltman, Pap, and, and Stephen Sheltman. Um, we've got Casey Grumling, um, Shane Conley, A.J. Poljack, Tom and I, of course. Uh, and then we Chris- even throw Christina? in like John Gill and, yeah, Christina Atkinson, of absolutely. Uh- the team has had some success. Uh, ben won the Young Guns Championship in 16 and 17. That's pretty impressive. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on a commercial break. Uh, any closing thoughts, anybody we need to mention that we haven't? Uh, no, I just want to thank Tom. I just, you know, he visioned the years ago, and, um, yeah, he's brought this to fruition, and we just, are taking it one day at a time. Well, I like your note here because there's a place for notes. I love every second of being the mom. I don't take it lightly. Tom and I have poured ourselves into our children, and I'm blessed to have a great partner for this wild and crazy life. I'd say he's blessed also. Michelle, I want to thank you for being with us. I enjoyed this interview as much fun as you had filling out all the information for me in a timely manner, which doesn't happen when I ask the guys. So that's Something I appreciate when the ladies are involved in what we're doing. This is what happens. You have to get organized. You have to get a mom on it. (laughs) Yes. Well, I want to thank you for being with us, and you have a nice evening. Done. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. 
Saturday night racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts May the 1st with our five weekly divisions. The Rush Dirt Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Young Guns, and the Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, Thunder in the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juk George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. All right, fans, joining us now is Tom Lang. We're going to talk drag racing. Tom, good evening. How are you? Uh, doing great, Don. It's a pleasure to join you as always. Thank you. Hey, we have some NHRA news to start off the report. There are three drivers coming back to the sport, but two others are leaving. Uh, yes, John Force Racing has announced that they will return to NHRA competition at the season-opening Amelie Oil Gator Nationals in Gainesville, Florida, March 12th through 14th. The Force team attended the first two races of the 2020 season, but then they shut down the season due to the COVID deal. And when the season resumed in early July, Force and his teams did not return to the NHRA Tour. Uh, John Force made some statements at the time to the effect that if he couldn't provide his sponsors with the exposure that they had come to expect from his team, then he wasn't racing. Uh, apparently, the team and the sponsors feel like they can both accept what they each expect to get out of the 2021 schedule. The three family members that are returning are 16-time funny car champion John Force in his peak blue death-backed funny car, his son-in-law and team president, Robert Height, a three-time champion in his own right in the Auto Club of Southern California funny car, and John's daughter, Brittany, the 2017 Top Fuel champion in her Monster Energy Flavor Pack Top Fuel Dragster. Uh, John Force is undeniably the most recognizable face in NHRA drag racing, so it means a lot to have him and his family team back in the sport. 
two na- two big name drivers who will not be back in the saddle this season are Tommy Johnson Jr. and Jack Beckman, who both drove Nitro Funny Cars for the powerhouse Don Schumacher Racing Team the last few years. Both of those drivers lost their sponsorships at the end of last year. The cars were actually owned and funded by Doug Chandler, whose late, late wife Terry was the real driving force behind those two cars. Terry was the sister of former driver Johnny Gray. Uh, Johnny drove cars in a bunch of different classes. In 2013, drove a funny car out of the Schumacher stable. His sister Terry fell in love with the cars and took over as owner of Johnny's car after he decided to move on from Nitro Funny Cars. Rather than put her own business, Chandler Aviation, on the car, she put the Make-A-Wish Foundation on it and put Johnson Jr. behind the wheel. When Jack Beckman lost the sponsor on his car, she took over that car also and branded it the Infinite Heroes Foundation car, aiding the foundation that assists military veterans with extreme disabilities. Upon Terry's death from cancer in 2017, her husband Doug promised to fund the cars through the 2020 season. Unfortunately, corporate sponsors were not found to replace the two foundation cars, so both of those drivers are out of a ride for this year. Between them, the two had six wins last year. Overall, during the 2020 season, Don Schumacher Racing had gone 11 for 11 on the year in funny cars, and we'll start the 2021 season looking to add to its record total of 14 straight funny car wins, which began in October of 2019. Uh, Don Schumacher Racing had previously held the NHRA record for a number of consecutive team wins in a single category when the same lineup of drivers, Beckman, Ron Capps, Matt Hagen, and Johnson, had gone 10 in a row in 2017. Some very good news for some of our sportsman drivers as the big money race is coming up soon. Yes, the uh, stock super stock racers have a big money payday coming. The Southern Sportsman Showdown, March 19th to 20th at South Georgia Motorsports Park. Uh, Dave Conley, Jason Line, and Bo Butner, all successful pro stock drivers, and all three are really stock and super stock racers at heart. That's where they got their start. There's going to be three races over the course of this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Each one of them is 20000 to win with a $3,000 runner-up, and there is a 64-car shootout that pays $50,000 to win. Whoa. At one time, if a driver won an NHRA national event in either stock or super stock, they could expect a purse of about $1,500, but the contingency money, all those little decals that drivers have plastered all over their cars, that could add up to a bunch at around $300 each of those decals. Driver could take home about an additional $12,000 or so. Uh, these days, those contingency sponsors have dwindled, so the opportunity to race for twenty grand to win three times in one weekend and a $50,000 six-round shootout, that's definitely something big that the class racers have been pining for. There are quite a few big-money bracket races around, races that are promoted by big-time bracket racers themselves. But until now, there hasn't been anybody that's done anything like this for the stock and super stock racers. And those purses, 
twenty thousand to win and three grand to runner up. Well, those pro- purses are top heavy, but most of the big money bracket races, when it gets down to eight cars or so, the remaining drivers get together and redistribute the purse so that everybody who's still in the race gets a more equitable cut of the pie. Uh, it's great to see these three guys get together and put this race on. Uh, it's what class racing needs. Uh, since the IHRA basically went under from running uh, national events, the only place to run stock and super stock on a national level is the NHRA. Uh, you know, Don, this is another example of people who are involved in motorsports and really love motorsports and can see what the sport needs to make it progress. These people are doing the things to make the sport better for everybody. And might I add, Conley, Line, and Butner are all big-time stars in pro stock, and they've been very successful at the pro level. But they're looking back at their roots, a place they're still keenly interested in, and they're doing something for the racers that never got to the pro level. And they're also doing something for themselves because all three still love class racing and intend on doing it for quite a long time. Uh, the PID reunion dinner is moving dates again this year. Uh, yes, the reunion dinner for Pittsburgh International Dragway has been moved to April 8th at the Fairview Fire Hall, just south of Bridgeville. A Hall of Fame induction, a Bill Truby's photo collection, uh, assorted memorabilia, and the usual bench racing sessions that exhibit the one biggest truism of former racers. The older I get, the faster I went. <laughs> so uh, that's something that uh, if you're into the nostalgia of this sport, especially for the drag racers, it's an event you don't want to miss. That'll be April 8th at the Fairview Fire Hall. You told me earlier you won't be able to go this time. Uh, no, Don, I'll be at Galat Motorsports Park in Benson, North Carolina for the East Coast Nationals presented by Fuel Tech, the opening race of the PDRA season. Of course, we'll be looking forward to getting the season underway there. Seems like forever since the P2 contracting team was in Bradenton, Florida, for the U.S. Street Nationals in late January. Uh, Kurt Stedding qualified in the number five spot. His crew chief and tuner, Todd Tuttero, was driving the Decker salvage car, which he qualified in the number one spot. Uh, the teammates met in the semifinals, where Tuttero beat Stedding. In the final round, Jim Halsey got a whole shot win over King Tut. So in the two winter series races at Bradenton, Tuttero and Stedding combined for one win, two runners-up, and the semifinal finish against two of the strongest pro-mod fields ever. So we're eager to get back in it in Galat next month. I understand you met a well-known former NASCAR driver at the race in Bradenton. Uh, yeah, funny story there. Uh, in addition to uh, Ted, uh, Stedding and Tuttero's car, uh, Tuttero and his crew also tuned the car of Robert Abbott when we were at the races in Florida. So we have one big pit area with all three cars in it. And uh, I'm, I'm standing there talking to one of the crew guys, KB, and he looks over at a guy that's talking to Robert Abbott, and he said, man, that guy looks familiar. I think that's Sterling Marlin. He drove the Kodiak car. I said, no, that's not Sterling Marlin, and he didn't drive the Kodiak car. Sterling drove the Kodak car. It was the yellow number four. I said, the Kodiak was a white car. I think Rusty Wallace drove it. 
I said, but you're right, that guy's a NASCAR driver. I recognize him, but I can't place him. So I keep tossing names around in my head, and for some reason, Rick keeps coming up. And, uh, you know, you being an announcer, you're probably like me. You always remember the hometowns that people come from because you always mention their hometown, and they always do that on TV. And since we were in Florida, I'm thinking guy from Florida, and it's hit, it hits me. Rick Wilson from Bartow, Florida. So I tell KB that's who that guy is, and he goes, I don't know. You better ask him. I said, okay. So I went over and introduced myself and told him that KB thought he was Sterling Marlin, and that got a big win side of the guy. He wasn't real pleased about being confused with Sterling, <laughs> but it was indeed Rick Wilson. And uh, I asked him how often he comes to the drag races. He said, I don't come to the drag races. I come to hang out with my friend Robert Abbott no matter where he's at. And today it just happens to be a race. Uh, Robert owns a 1,000-acre orange farm down there, and I believe Rick uh, may also be in that business. But uh, it was kind of neat to get to talk to a guy like that. That uh, I was always a, a fan of his. I thought he did a great job driving in NASCAR and uh, represented the sport well and still doing well. And uh, like I said, it was neat kind of meeting a guy like that. You handled that quite nice. Yes, I, every once in a while I, I pull one out. I, have, I show some diplomacy here and there. Uh, any closing thoughts? We cover everything. Uh, no, that's everything for this month. I thank you. You have a nice evening. Uh, you do the same. Thanks, Don. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex is located in the scenic Laurel Mountains of Somerset County, Pennsylvania, in the town of Jennerstown, at the intersections of Route 30 and Route 985. Experience the thrill of Jennerstown Speedway with its 550 feet of 6-degree straightaways and over 700 feet of 9-degree sweeping corners. Jennerstown Speedway serves as the host for five divisions of weekly racing series every Saturday evening from May to September Weekly divisions include late models, modifieds, street stocks, charger, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include IMSA Super Modifieds, Super Cup Stock Car Series, the Race of Champions Modifieds. Spectator gates open at 4 p.m. with racing starting at 6 p.m., allowing for even the youngest fans the opportunity to experience the entire action-packed show. The ownership and staff of the Jennerstown Speedway Complex take great pride in providing fun and affordable family entertainment. At the completion of each weekly event, everyone in attendance is invited into the pit area to meet their favorite drivers and see the cars up close and in person. For upcoming events and special promotions, you can visit Jennerstown.org or follow them on Facebook. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. 
For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracin at gmail.com. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fan, I'm standing here with the driver from Greensburg, Pennsylvania. The pilot of the garage doors and more, 28C and the 28H in the crate division. His name is Clay Copeman. Clay, congratulations on a successful 2020 season. You had the uh, 28H in the top five in the points in the crate division up at Lake Trobe. And you had some really strong runs up at Lernerville with the 28C Super. What do the 2021 plans offer? Yep. Probably going to do Dog Hollis since they're supposed to open up for Fridays and then uh, s- Saturdays at Lake Trobe. Are you going to be running the Super at Dog Hollow with the crate, or are you going to try to separate them out? Yeah, we'd like to do both if they allow us to do that. I mean, sometimes promoters don't allow that. Um, so if they're, if they're cool with us doing it, then that's what we'd like to do. Now, your father, you come from a racing legacy, your dad. Uh, Rich Copeman, he won a lot of championships and races, and you made a name for yourself on the short tracks. You won championships at the Dog Hollow Speedway, you won features at Dog Hollow, Marion Center, but you're also a versatile driver. You won features at the big tracks such as Thunder Valley with the super late models, and what do you like better, the short tracks or the big tracks? Um, I'm getting more towards the middle, you know, mid-size to, you know, to the bigger tracks I'm starting to like more I guess with time um, it's always nice to have room to race and pass more and when there's on some of the smaller tracks when there's wrecks I mean you just end up caught up in a lot of stuff you know at times uh, it can happen so it, it's kind of nice to keep the sheet metal nicer and um, not get caught up in so much of that you know on a regular basis you know when things aren't going your way now, one thing with you, your family, you guys own the Super Late. That's a rocket chassis. In the Crate Late, you're driving a battle chassis. Are you able to take any technology between the two cars, or everything's completely separate? Uh, no, Bill does most of that. Um, I don't think there's a lot of difference with any of the cars nowadays. I mean, I think they're mainly all based off the same stuff. And uh, so, um, I don't know. Not, I don't think there's as much differences as people think there is sometimes. Now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank the team and the owners and the sponsors that make Clayton Coleman Racing possible. Well, Bill Holzer and his wife Sherry for owning the crate car um, for that opportunity. Um, And his company, Garage Doors and More. Um, And then as far as my... um, So uh, as far as the super team we have, you know, my dad's a big contri- contributor of that, and uh, Townsend Gas and Oil, and um, you know my girlfriend Jenny. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be racing anything because we got five kids, and she does a lot of work to make it so I can race. And you mentioned earlier Dog Hollow uh, track where you won championships at with the Super and the Crate. Got me pretty excited. It's kind of going back to your second home. You started your racing career in E-Mods at Latro, but when you went to the cards, Dog Hollow was the I don't want to say cards. When you went into the late models, Dog Hollow is the track that you made your home back then. Yeah, I've always liked it at Dog Hollow. I mean, they put new clay on it, so should be good with that. Um, it's always been racy. It's not a lot of crashes. Um, it's it's if you have a fast car, you can usually pass and get up in there. 
and it's always been good to us. We, we, we it's, it's always been good to us there. It's, if it wasn't for there, I don't know, I, you know, may not have stayed racing this long. You know, it's, it's, it's always been a fun place to race that's been good to us. Now, one thing through your career, you've run many different chassis. You started with, uh, in the late models with uh, one of your dad's old bullets. Then you had a GRT, Rocket, Masterbuilt, Rocket, Battle, Back to the Rocket. Through the years, what chassis would you say that you favored out of any of the manufacturers? Any of them, or they were all different and all fit your driving style at the time? Well, the, the driving style kind of changes with the different kind of cars. Um, I mean... The best cars now, or what we, or what we, what we currently have, you know, because that's where the technology is taking it, and that's why those cars are on top, and that's why we're running them now. But you know, there was good cars, you know, back then too. I mean, uh, the Rockets were good that we had earlier. Um, you know, the Master Builds was a good; those were good cars for us, and we won races and championship that. And way back to the GRT, that that was. Yeah, that was a really good car for us too. But but some of those other cars, you could, you it it was a different way of doing it. I mean, you know, one car may be driven, you know, more sideways or whatever, and you might come up with something that nobody else has, and you could drive, say, straighter, and you know, and uh, and you could make it work a different way and get an advantage sometimes. What kind of driving style do you like? Do you like throwing it in and manhandling the car, or more of uh, just making the car work? Uh, I mean, I like to I, I like to have the car work. I guess the main thing is I want something I can go around the corner, and it's not like hundred percent effort just to go around the corner and make it steer. I want something I can drive straighter when I need to, when the track slicks off, so that I can be good, you know. And um, but I mean, I guess you know the best cars and the best setups are cars you can drive all different ways, and then they're, you're never terrible, but you can drive, say. Um, okay, if I do this, I just got faster now. But what I did the last lap was wrong, but it wasn't horrible. You know, so if that makes sense, it's, uh, you can fine-tune around something that's not, that never is really real bad no matter how you drive it. Is it hard going from a crate to a super late on the same night? I mean, you got to remember one car, the crate, you have power, but you don't have an overabundance. The super is more playing with that throttle it seems like the crate i don't want to say you hold it wide open but it seems like you're doing a lot of that which do you like better do you like having the more power or maybe the more driving style of a crate i mean i do like the super late model i mean it's it's more exhilarating than when you get on the gas and the and the force going back in the seat and being able to make the car steer with the gas pedal through the corner more is can be a lot of fun it's definitely a lot it's easier to drive in a way to me when the track's wet because you can make things happen with the gas pedal. But I mean, I love the crate too. It's when the track slicks off and the super's not wide open and the crate may not even be wide open at that point, then, you know, there's, there's a lot of similarities where it's not that much different of driving. You know, I think guys that are real good in crates can go to supers and get up front pretty quick if they have good equipment good setups and everything and uh you know i think vice versa you know some of the guys that really used to throttle stomp and steer supers when they try to run crates they seem to struggle because they they relied on that gas pedal turning you know so i i think i can i adapt i you know i i try to adapt the best i can to be the best driver i can you know race fans whether it's the 28c super the 28h 
One thing you'll know for sure, Clay Coleman's taking it to the front. This portion of today's show is brought to you by Thomas Meat Market in Saxonburg, PA. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts May the 1st with our five weekly divisions. The Rush Dirt Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Young Guns, and the Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, Thunder in the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Mike Lisakowski, General Manager at the Lernerville Speedway. Mike, first off, how are things going? Uh, things are terrific. I'll tell you, we have so much hope for the coming season uh, because of what happened worldwide in our previous racing season. And, of course, Lernerville Speedway was uh, one of the tracks that uh, nearly completed the intended number of races by adding several to the end of the season after getting a, a late start due to the pandemic uh, cancellations. But, uh, you know, everything went so well in 2020 in spite of all the situations happening outside of the Speedway that uh, 2021 is just looking to be fantastic. Uh, the schedule has come together for us. I know we're going to talk a little bit about that as, the, uh, as this segment rolls along, but everything's been fantastic so far. Yeah, we uh, had the chance to catch up with you. you. Yourself and Don Gamble had a nice segment on Rapid on Racing earlier uh, a few months back whenever it was announced that you have become the general manager at Lernerville Speedway. But since then, a lot has shaped up. Like you said, the schedule has shaped up. A lot of exciting things coming to the to not only Lernerville Speedway, but to the region as well. And I'd like to touch base on those things. But let's talk about what's coming up on hand first off. Uh, and that was the recent announcement of the cancellation of the banquet uh, due to COVID-19 but you guys aren't completely canceling it. Let's talk a little bit more about that. That's correct. Uh, the banquet being a 
situation with hundreds and hundreds of people jammed into a tiny space uh, just didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Uh, uh, you know, we're not, we didn't even bother to research whether it would be possible legally to handle it. Uh, we just decided that that's not a good idea with uh, with what's still being passed around out there. So uh, we have canceled the banquet as an in-person function. However. Uh, Eric Westendorf and Gary Heeman, the uh, the world famous media team here at the Lunderville Speedway, uh, are concocting a fantastic plan right now uh, to have a live streamed virtual banquet uh, where the champions will be gathered together, spaced out properly through social distance in a room, and the cameras will be rolling so that uh, fans can tune in online, like watching the Oscar awards or like watching the uh, the Grammy awards on a television broadcast and be able to see and hear the Lernerville Speedway Divisional Champions accept their awards. Uh, we're also going to give out the special awards, Rookie of the Year and so forth, uh, during that live-streamed broadcast. So uh, Gary and Eric are hard working on the script and, and sort of how that's going to go. The rest of the top ten in the division will receive their awards and checks by mail, uh, but it'll be a great opportunity for the competitors to thank their sponsors and their race teams in front of an audience that could be thousands of people instead of just a couple hundred at the banquet. Uh, typically, when we do a, a monthly podcast here in the off-season, we're getting 14,000, 15,000 viewers uh, to tune into at least a portion of that. So it might be a feather in the cap of the champions to share with their sponsors the kind of numbers that social media will generate for a live stream of this nature. So uh, we'll have a mini live-streamed banquet uh, at a date to be determined in March. And the preseason events that don't require hundreds of people to be jammed into a small room at once are still on the schedule. March 11th through 13th, we'll have the Clearview Mall Car Show that takes place just north of downtown Butler on Route 8. Yeah, that's just it, too. Um, the exciting things coming up, you know, the last season's car show had to be unfortunately canceled due to the pandemic. Hard to believe it's been a year, but that's what we're creeping up on now. But it's exciting to see that that car show is still on the schedule uh, and it's going to go as planned. Several other car shows in the area are opening up their doors in uh, other malls as well. So exciting to see that we're kind of starting to get back to into some sort of normalcy. But the exciting season opener coming up, and I think uh, within the past couple of of days as as of this recording, um, another exciting announcement was made as far as Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Weeks, and Lernerville is one of the tracks that is slated to be on the schedule uh, for those five nights of racing. Yeah, we're really excited about it. We started talking with Tyler about this concept uh, months ago, and and we uh, we kind of planned the schedule around potentially making that announcement here in the spring. And fortunately, it was even earlier than spring that he was able to uh, get a release out about that Western Pennsylvania Speed Week. And you know, fans that are my age and maybe even a little bit younger, and certainly much older than I would remember that concept uh, going back to the 1990s and the early 2000s, and uh, that. That concept being put back together, providing uh, five consecutive nights of sprint car racing here in the region with Lernerville holding, no surprise, the Friday night portion of that. It'll be June 4th when Western PA Speed Week visits the Lernerville Speedway, and we're going to keep uh, the other three divisions uh, intact for that evening. So it will be Fab Four racing, including and featuring Western Pennsylvania Speed Week. So we're really excited about that concept coming together. And uh, you know, when you think about the number of sprint car teams in, uh, in, in the East, eastern half of Ohio and in the central Pennsylvania corridor who are going to want to chase after those high-dollar purses on five consecutive nights. I think the sprint car fans are really going to be treated to something great, and this concept will probably become an annual, just judging from 
the buzz that's out there here in the middle of winter about the concept. Uh, I can't see it stopping at just one and done. No, I agree. Um, this is definitely a great stepping stone, and hopefully in the future it'll only grow, not only purse-wise, not only car attendance-wise, but track-wise as well. We might actually get a whole week out of this thing. At least we can only hope. Fans, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Mike Lisakowski, the general manager at Lernerville Speedway. But let's talk to a little bit about the facilities as well. Since coming into Lernerville, um, obviously the winter is never an off season. Uh, I don't care if you're a race team owner or a race car owner or if you're a promoter or a general manager at a track, you're constantly working. Um, but let's talk about what's going on at the facilities. What um, improvements can we expect as fans at the facilities for the 2021 season? Well, so far we've made uh, an improvement with the water system. You know, and, and, and you hit the nail on the head. There's always work going on. And when you're looking at the infrastructure of a property of so many acres, uh, oftentimes that work isn't necessarily immediately noticed. But uh, we did certainly reinforce the water system and the well system. We spent some uh, some time and, and had some heavy equipment on the property here for, for quite a while, making some improvements to that infrastructure. And, and the water system is, has been beefed up a little bit here at the Lernerville Speedway. You know, those are the kind of things that take money and take time and fans don't necessarily see. Uh, but you know, one of the things that had occurred all through last season is that the concession stands, due to COVID, were moved to an outdoor setting. Uh, and that wasn't so bad maybe in the middle of the summer, but when you got to the stampede and even for the Commonwealth Clash in late September, uh, things were rather breezy to wait in line out there. And, and that was what we had to do to make sure that we were uh, in perfect compliance with all the COVID regulations. So we assume with opening day coming on April 16th that things will be back to normal by that point as we'll be putting all the concession stands back into the indoor method uh, and, and so fans won't be waiting outside as they were last year so uh, that's going to be certainly something that we're eager to get back to normal as well and and uh, with the uh, with the coming couple of months that we have here we're going to be uh, we're going to have a coat of paint on everything we're going to be uh, there, there's going to be some new wiring and new lights in the pit area so uh, things are always progressing here uh, one of the mo most noteworthy things for the race team is several loads of clay arriving, uh, particularly I know turns one and two uh, are going to get a whole new thick coat there and, and new clay going all the way around the oval, but deepest in turns one and two. So those sorts of, of infrastructure improvements are going to continue as they have been throughout the winter into the spring right up until that. Yeah, exciting things coming from Lernerville Speedway in the 2021 season. We thank you very much for your time and best of luck with the uh, upcoming season. Hey, it's been a pleasure. This portion of today's show is brought to you by Thomas Meat Market in Saxonburg, PA. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443. 443-5720 or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com 
Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, uh, joining us this evening on Rapping and Racing is the promoter of the Hummingbird Speedway, Peach Culturone. Peach, welcome to Rapping on Racing. We had an opportunity to talk uh, last year in the midst of the pandemic, and for the most part, things went uh, after the June kind of reopening for all the racetracks. You were able to get most of your schedule and some special things but you know coming into 2021 one of the things that we've noticed with a lot of the promoters this year i'm not sure if it's they had time on their hands but most of the scheduling is already out and it's up on your website and we'll talk about that towards the end where our listeners and our fans can get in touch with people with hummingbird speedway whether it's on facebook or uh, social media through uh you know you know a web page but a lot of things happening at hummingbird this year some different divisions first of all we're going to start with a t- couple test and tune days in april yeah um we're going to start test and tune will be uh, our first session we're going to have two on the schedule one will be april 17th the other one will be the 24th uh that's just in case uh you know one guy can't maybe can't make one he can make the other or you know uh case one of them the weather don't cooperate but uh all classes are welcome to our test and tunes also it doesn't have to be a class at hummingbird um anybody's welcome to come up and practice with us on those two dates one thing that's also very interesting about hummingbird when you have that open date i mean you see because of the nature of the track you see everything sprint cars things that you don't normally run on a weekly basis there right uh it's i mean it's early in the year and we know guys are you know itching to get a little practice in and uh it's kind of it's kind of neat, and, you know, for us, and kind of nice to be able to open it up like that because you never know who might just roll in to, you know, try to get some practice laps, and then you can see with uh, some of those, like we don't, you know, typically run sprints, but uh, it gives you a little opportunity to see what a sprint can do on a little track like Hummingbird. Last year was a, a learning experience for you. You 
have kind of taken over the reins from Louie. And I know Louie's still there, and he's always going to be there. But uh, you've opened some things up in the touring divisions. And last year, we had an opportunity while I was there. You had the BRP tour, and they're going to be there twice this year. Yeah, um, originally I'd hoped to have them twice last year as well. Uh, you know, but um, well, obviously things didn't work out uh, for us. So, um, but we're going to try it again this year. I think uh, that one show that we had was a, you know, it was a huge success for us, and I think for them as well. I mean, I think everybody had a great time that night. I know the winner, you know, had some kind words to say in victory lane. It made us feel pretty good for our first time having those guys, and they're all uh, Pam and every and Lon, everyone from the BRP tour. Uh, class act. I can't wait to have him back. The thing that's so nice about that is the fact that most of your fans are local. They're not going to really travel too far. And I'm not going to say that not every fan will do that. But the response, like you said, Peach, that you had with the BRP and the big block modifieds there, again, on that tight you know, quarter-mile track, like you said, the fans enjoyed it. And I, the response that I've heard from the drivers, they enjoyed it just as much. Oh yeah, um, like I said, it, it couldn't have really went much better. I mean, honestly, the you know the night started out a, a little rough. I think we might have overwatered a little bit, and we actually, you know, it looked like it was going to be a disaster. Things uh, started getting rough in hot laps, and it was like, oh no, you know. But uh, you know, even I threw down my radio and jumped in and helped. And I think within a half hour, we have everything fixed, and we went the rest of the night, no intermission. Uh, everything went great, and you know, even. Uh, going back and watching video of that race is fun. We had a drone there that night, got some awesome footage, and I mean, them guys used every inch of that track from the, you know, the infield tires that are buried in the infield all the way up to the guardrail. I mean, those those guys, they figured out how to get around there real quick. It was awesome. You know, while we're talking about modifieds, a couple things are going to happen. We've talked about the big block modifieds, and I think in, in somewhere around the 4th of July, I think it's July 3rd, the Renegades of Dirt are going to come in, and that's the standard, what we would call, E-Mods. Uh, that's an open open motor modified, and they're going to be in for a show. And you're going to start a division this year, which is the two-barrel modifieds, or in some divisions they call it an Economod. But we'll talk about that towards the end of the interview. But you know how special it is going to be. They have, you've had the, the two barrels there, and they put on quite a show. Now you got the ones with the open motors is even, with the Renegades. is even going to be more special. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Uh, you know, I know they were... Uh they're, they were looking to expand their series, and um, we were kind of looking to expand our program. Uh, I think they were a really good fit. I know, like, the E-Mods we had there in the past, I, I, I really hope these guys enjoyed as much as the other guys. You know, it was, uh, you know, I had a guy tell me after we had them last year, uh, you know, it was the first track he'd ever been to where he was able to, you know, put his foot down at the green flag and never lifted till the checkered. You know, I mean, that's always a good thing when you go to green to checkered, but... Uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see what those big guys do out there on that track. It's going to be fun. I always enjoy my opportunities to come up and visit the track. And last year, I got a, a chance to do it about, you know, three or four times. But this isn't really anything on the schedule. It's fan appreciation night. And that, that's a big night where you involve the fans with a lot of giveaways. But it's also a special night for myself because the last three years, I've done something for Louie's birthday. And it, it, it's kind of... You look forward to it. Your family does, and you know, myself and, and Don come up, and then we brought Robert Johnson up last year, and you know, we're looking forward to the trip this year because it's just, I just think it's amazing, you know. And if our listeners that understand, you know, Louis was the original promoter of the track, and he's 93 years of age, and I tell you what, I'm 63, and he runs run circles around me. Oh yeah. Um it's a great night, I think, all around and for everybody. Uh, you know, it's fan appreciation night, and uh, 
you know, one of those things Louie's always done his whole life, uh, you know, anybody that knows him, he's always been the type of guy that likes to give back. I mean, that's why you see him in the offseason playing Santa Claus so much. You know, I mean, that's 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 Louie. That's what he likes to do, and that's why we kind of theme that night. You know, not only do we let our fans go down and meet and greet with our drivers, but we like to, you know, make it like Christmas in July for them, too. I know the one year we had like 90 balloons on his 90th, and, you know, Louie's a frail little guy. I thought he was going to take <laughs> off. But what we're going to do, listeners, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex is located in the scenic Laurel Mountains of Somerset County, Pennsylvania, in the town of Jennerstown, at the intersections of Route 30 and Route 985. Experience the thrill of Jennerstown Speedway with its 550 feet of 6-degree straightaways and over 700 feet of 9-degree sweeping corners. Jennerstown Speedway serves as the host for five divisions of weekly racing series every Saturday evening from May to September. Weekly divisions include late models, modifieds, street stocks, charger, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include IMSA Super Modifieds, Super Cup Stock Car Series, the Race of Champions Modifieds, Spectator Gates open at 4 p.m. with racing starting at 6 p.m., allowing for even the youngest fans the opportunity to experience the entire action-packed show. The ownership and staff of the Jennerstown Speedway Complex take great pride in providing fun and affordable family entertainment. At the completion of each weekly event, everyone in attendance is invited into the pit area to meet their favorite drivers and see the cars up close and in person. For upcoming events and special promotions, you can visit Jennerstown.org or follow them on Facebook. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're back, and joining us is Peach Culture Ground from the Hummingbird Speedway. Peach, in the first part of the interview, we've talked about some things uh, that are going to happen at the Speedway this coming year in 2021. As we progress, one of the things that you ventured into last year for the first time, you had the Penn, Ohio series up there, and, and much like you said, the BRP tour, it was an event that drew great success not only for you at the track but for the fans but for the tour itself and some things if people have been following on their facebook that's going to be happening at at several of the local tracks and and you're going to be part of that this year yeah um having the penn ohio in 2020 uh, that was long overdue long overdue and i'm not even going to get into that that's all i'm going to say about that um you know i was really happy that we finally got them up there um 
and that was all on us too. But um, anyway, uh, you know, Sean, uh, Greg, Deanna, you know, the rest of the guys with the Penn Ohio, they they put together a good thing, and uh, they're trying something a little bit different this year uh, with their series, um, where they're going to focus more on you know trying to get guys to support local tracks, uh, the weekly shows. You know, they're doing less uh, touring shows, but um, with bigger purses, and we were humbled and honored to be a part of that. And uh, to make my Grams race on his memorial shootout, you know, is the uh, Pro Stock Extreme, Penn Ohio Pro Stock Extreme race at Hummingbird, which is, um, you know, that really can't work out any better because my Gram, that was her favorite uh, class, was the uh, the Street Stock class, with Pro Stock class now. But um, so I just think it was very, very fitting. And uh, like I said, uh, I'm glad I'm really happy for all those guys do and happy they chose us to be one of their tracks to hold that. By hummingbird standards, I think if I'm correct and if I'm wrong, please let me know. This race may be, in terms of, it might be the largest paying race that you've had there in quite some time. So I think it's like a $3,500 to win purse. Yeah, it's going to be 3500 to win. It's going to be a pretty generous purse back through. Um, yeah, uh, the Spider Barnett one was pretty big last year too. Spider Bar- Barnett uh, late model memorial, but this one's going to be pretty darn close to what it was. And for pro stocks, which I mean, you know, everybody likes those the big three. They like their sprint cars. They like their big blocks. They like their late models. A lot of our local fans, you know, our street stock division going back to when we reopened in the year 2000 was always one of their best classes to watch. It suffered there for a while, but it's starting to come back around and. Um, you know, it's this is going to be the icing on the cake for that. It's going to be an awesome show. You know, speaking of awesome shows, a lot of the local tracks take a week off from local from their local programming. Uh, gives a chance for the drivers to, you know, just to, to wrap things some up things up. Peach, early in the fall last year, with all these different divisions you're bringing in the BRP tour, the Renegades, maybe the Monster Trucks, and the different series. Through the years, where again, you know, when Louis started this, and maybe in the smaller tracks, in terms of grassroots racing, we had small trailers. So you had, <laughs> you, you know, you had a pickup truck, and you had a homemade trailer, or a little bit fancier trailer that you brought in. As we progressed through, you know, the early 2000s, uh, you, know, you had, you know, the the enclosed trailers, and they took up a little bit more space. But you know, nowadays you have the toter homes with the trailers and. For some of the races that you had this year, it was just not enough room uh, in the pits. And the pits are large and there's areas, but you did start a major expansion. Let's tell the listeners about that. Well, this uh, that major expansion actually started out as a, it was going to be a minor expansion. And that was mainly, uh, and it was in part because of the trailers getting longer. Um, some of our roads were getting tighter. You know, it was harder to, for cars to get, you know, from the track to their pit without, you know, maybe having to swerve around a car because of the way they're parked or or whatever. And um, it started out as something little, and it was actually early August whenever we had uh, Dwayne Brooks from Brooks Services. And Dwayne's actually been one of our longtime uh, late model drivers, has an ex- excavating business. He's nearby, and uh, we had him come up and check it out. And it's like, what, Dwayne, you know, what's it going to take to take about 20 feet out of this bank to, uh, you know, open this up a little bit? But, um, well, like Dwayne would tell you, you know, you know, Brooks Services, they, they like to move dirt. And that 20 feet turned into about 60 to 70 feet. Um, I mean, and thousands of, it, it was at least forty-five to 50,000 cubic yards 
of uh, dirt we moved. But not only did we cut into that bank and, and make that wider, we were able to use all that fill um, to bring all the rest of our pits up the grade, which gave us even more room because we had a lot of wasted space. You know, uh, you know the grade uh, got the percentage got greater and greater the further back you went. Then there was a drop off. Then you had your drop off down into the grass field. Now we got this nice perfect rectangle that's at about 2% grade topped with shale the whole way back. Um, I haven't posted pictures on Facebook because we want to, you know, I just want to see everybody's face whenever they come into the pits uh, on a test and tune. It's going to be, I, I've told people what it's like. I, I don't think they really understand how much bigger they are. It's awesome. Yeah, sometimes with the social media, everybody wants that immediacy. And, you know, right now it's, you know, covered in a white snow up there. But uh, Peach, a lot of things happen in Hummingbird. You know, I'm looking forward to make many trips up there this year. But there's a lot of people besides yourself that make Hummingbird go. And we've obviously, you know, there's yourself and there's your grandfather, Louie. But you know, your dad, your aunts are all big part of the Speedway. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, it's a family, family affair. Um, you know, my whole family, just about my whole family is involved in it. My, um, you know, like you said, Louie, you know, my aunts, my dad. Um, we also have Harry uh, Confer. He's our kind of he, he's our grader operator, and he does you know a lot of our track prep. Um, couldn't there's a lot we couldn't we wouldn't be without him. Uh, and then like this year, uh, Dwayne Brooks uh, Brooks Services. You know, um, like I said, you guys don't. He helped us clay the track last year, but um, I don't think anybody realizes how much you know time and equipment he donated to us and. You know, everything he did, he did for the track and did for his fellow competitors, and uh, I hope they give him a big attaboy, too. Um, you know, Highway Equipment, Highway Equipment and Dubois uh, really stepped up and helped us out this year, too. Uh, again, you know, we couldn't have got the job done without them and uh, Ken Shea for ex excavating of uh, Dubois. Peach, there's a saying that, you know, make your way to the birds, so let's tell the listeners you know where you know we know hummingbirds located up in the dubois area but where can they find out more information on the track um you know we have our website www.hummingbirdspeedway.com and uh, you can find us on facebook too um whatever we put on the website i always try to get on get out on facebook um so uh we try to get as much out you know in as uh, timely manner as we can well, Peach, it's been great talking to you, and I'm looking forward to perhaps, you know, coming up to that test and tune session, and we'll see, get the chance maybe firsthand to see that expansive pit area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, your jaw will drop. You're not going to recognize it back there. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Peach, again, thank you for taking the time to join us on Wrapping on Racing. Hey, thanks for your time, Dave. Hi, Don. Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapid On Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, be sure to join us the first Monday of each month during the off-season for more Rapid On Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand